Show. I am your host, Daryl Root. Thank you, Arabelle, for that introduction. You can keep this show going by clicking on the links at dakotarustler.org to donate, purchase cool merchandise, or by purchasing Camp Ranger seasonings available at campranger.com. Today's main topic is the controversial topic of abortion and when does life begin. And let me just say from the start, even though I'm wearing my Libertarian Party of South Dakota t-shirt, the LPSD does not have an official position on abortion. Therefore, this opinion is strictly mine. The facts that I'm going to state are backed up on numerous websites, and one or two that aren't on numerous websites were found on websites where there are other stats were, so I can assume they're all true. Uh, To stay within the time limits, tidbits is not going to exist today. However, I do have one short story before that. Today's picture for those of you on video is King's Gap. It's a hiking trail in central Pennsylvania. It's a nice place to go on a sunny day outside. So, with the intro out of the way, let's get started with the uh, short story. In our recent watchdog report, Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and other big wigs at the National Institute of Health reaped more than $350 million in secretive royalty payments from drug companies and other third parties over a 10-year period. And the story used the word royalties. Let's just call it kickbacks. Fauci received at least 23 payments and his former boss received at least 14. Government scientists received payments for being credited as co-inventors of various treatments and big pharma products, and this is in addition to their government paycheck. The NIH, the National Institute of Health, is a revolving door of tens of billions of dollars in government grant-making, coupled with hundreds of millions of dollars in private, non-transparent royalty payments i.e. kickbacks. The NIH doled out as much as $30 billion a year in grants to some 56,000 recipients in, recipients in big pharma and research institutes. Money then flowed back in secret payments to agency scientists and senior management. The report, which is heavily redacted, was unclear just how much money Fauci received in addition to his $456,000 salary from the government. From the beginning of this whole COVID ordeal, I have said that Fauci is crooked and controlling. 
He does not have a degree in virology, despite being in charge and in leading voice for the CDC. I have implied on several occasions over this whole COVID ordeal that the whole vaccine thing is nothing more than Big Pharma trying to get their hands on everyone's medical lives. I could go on about how I only take medicines as a last resort. I visit doctors as a last resort. And I trust Blow or Joe Blow on the street corner more than I do Big Pharma. And now we have evidence. Proof that NIH and Big Pharma are in cahoots with each other. They keep adjusting health care standards, making them stricter, so more Americans fall under the guise of needing medication. Just look at all the drug commercials out there. They're not going to be satisfied till everyone is on drugs whether they need them or not. Heck, I even saw an AARP report which stated that one in five people over the age of 40, I repeat, 40 is on at least five drugs on a regular or semi-regular basis. 40 years old on five drugs, that's pathetic unless you have legitimate conditions. You've been conned, people. They give everyday conditions a fancy name, and they sell you a drug because you trust them. Stop. They are not concerned about you. They only want your money, and the more drugs they convince you to take, the more they make. Smarten up, people. Now, let's get on with the main topic, abortion. First of all, welcome back. Just a reminder that this podcast is available on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Buzzsprout, TuneIn, and a video version is available on Telegram, channel name Dakota Rustler Podcast. Regular updates are also available on Facebook and Telegram. Just search Dakota Rustler. Also, my usual shout out to Danheim, the provider of all my background music. Today's main topic, abortion. Let's start by looking at the most common arguments for abortion. All statistics I'm about to give, as I repeated earlier, have been found at multiple websites, and the few that I didn't verify come from sites whose other stats did. The number one thing on my list for why people argue for abortion, rape and incest would I make an exception everyone loves to mention that one they say no woman should be forced to go through a pregnancy of such a horrific act well guess what two wrongs do not make a right you can't correct one wrong by committing another wrong yes I can certainly sympathize for the victims of such an act it's a horrific act it's a horrible act People who have been convicted of rape where there is guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, hey, if you want to castrate them as punishment, I have no problem with that. I mean, that's how disgusted I am by the idea of rape and incest. When a woman says no, it should mean no. It should not mean maybe it should not mean but only if you can overpower me no is no it's disgusting serial rapist you know let's go at the other end of the scale with a death penalty maybe that would be a proper proper punishment i don't know but rape is disgusting 
However, guess what, people? Less than 1% of all abortions are due to rape and incest. That means that over 99% of abortions are the result of a consensual act. In fact, contrary to what many may think, in 85% of pregnancies attributed to rape, the rape victim actually chooses to carry on with the pregnancy, and 94% of those who do choose to keep the child and raise it. Only 6% decide to give up the child for adoption or to be fostered out. Additionally, 43% of rape victims felt pressured by family or healthcare workers to have an abortion, yet 85% choose not to. So to imply that women wouldn't possibly want to keep a rape baby is just wrong. It's inaccurate. 17 out of 20 do. They choose life. Number two, the life of a mother or vowed long-term health detriment is given as an excuse. And guess what? I couldn't agree more. If a mother's life is at risk, most certainly abortion should be a legitimate option. Let me repeat that. If a mother's life is at risk, most certainly abortion should be a legitimate option. I have zero argument with that. But guess what? Again, less than 1% of abortions are due to risk of a mother's life. Again, more than 99% of abortions do not involve this scenario. In fact, when a mother's life is in danger, the child is usually delivered by a C-section long before any death or danger would actually occur. Health issues prior to viability are so small, they don't even keep track of those numbers. Number three, my body, my choice. Hey, I'm all for that. I love liberty and freedom and everyone being left alone to do their own thing. I argue about it all the time. I argued that throughout the entire COVID ordeal. However, there is always one condition. That your freedom doesn't intentionally cause harm to another, which abortion clearly does. Life begins at conception, not at a heartbeat or with brain activity, but at conception. And I'll make my argument for that a little later, so stay tuned. Number four, for those who like to argue the heartbeat factor, consider this. 65% of abortions occur after seven weeks. Science has proven that a heartbeat starts at approximately six weeks. We know that for sure. Therefore, if you define life as requiring a heartbeat, two-thirds of abortions fall under the intentional taking of a life. Any reduction in abortion would be great in saving innocent lives, but a two-third reduction would be absolutely fantastic. At bare minimum, a heartbeat should be the humane, sign of civility, dividing line. If someone can't agree with at least that line of demarcation, then quite honestly, that person's disappearance from this earth wouldn't disappoint me one bit. Murder is murder. Number five, I can't afford it. Okay, that's fine. No one is stating that you have to raise the child. Adoption and foster homes are a viable alternative to raising your own child. I am a foster child. 
I had a niece, a blood relative, who took years to get pregnant. She thought she'd never have a child, but eventually she did. Not all who want children are so fortunate, though. A lot of people will give your child a good home if you can't. Nobody's saying you have to raise a child. If you can't afford it, give it up for adoption. Number six, unwanted children will be abused. Guess again. 90% of abused children are from wanted pregnancies. That means only 10% of abused children were unwanted children. How about some generic statistics? 20% of pregnancies are intentionally terminated. That's one in every five. Not only is this sickening, but it shows a lot of irresponsibility out there to live up to the consequences of one's own actions. Remember, 99% of abortions are not rape or incest, hence consensual. Abortion for many is nothing more than a method of birth control. Need more proof? It's estimated that 60% of unintended pregnancies were the result of not using any form of birth control whatsoever. That's the majority, people. Where's the responsibility in that? 65% of abortions are to women in their 20s. 75% are considered low income. And 85% are to single women. So if one were to profile a typical abortion consumer... It would be a low-income, single woman in her 20s who had consensual sex. Women love to complain about all the deadbeat dads out there who refuse to take responsibility for their own part in fathering a child. They bitch about why the state can't track them down and make them pay or stick their ass in jail. But what is abortion? I could argue it's simply the female's version. Based on the stats I just put out there, it's almost exclusively women doing what they feel they must to escape responsibility for their own actions. Let me say this, and the next statement goes out to men as well as women. If you can't or aren't willing to accept the consequences of your actions, quit having sex. Stay home and masturbate instead. It may not be as fun, but it doesn't result in a pregnancy. Now let me define what is life. Is it a heartbeat? Are brain waves required? Both? Forget the politicians. Forget the medical industry. What do actual biologists have to say about what constitutes life? There are five general requirements for life. One, the need for energy. Two, organization in membrane-bound cells. Three, genetic information. Four, ability to replicate, which is not the same as sexual reproduction, people. And five, growth and response to stimuli. All life as we know it has the five previous attributes, be it insects, reptiles, mammals, which people are, trees and seaweed and even bacteria. From the moment of human conception, all five of these criteria are met. The cells begin to replicate immediately and they do so by using energy provided by the mother. Genetic information is contained in these cells which create an organization as cells develop into different features of the body. In addition, 
The cells respond to stimuli. All of these criteria happen not just in the womb, but occur throughout our entire lifetime. It's how we grow. It's how we grow old. It's how our body repairs itself when we suffer injuries or suffer physical attack from parasites. The most visual evidence of this is when we injure ourselves. If we cut ourselves with a knife, we don't remain permanently cut, but rather our cells immediately begin to replicate and heal ourselves back to their normal state. A scar may remain, but we heal. Our cells constantly die off and replicate even without any injury. Every minute, our body replaces 100 million red blood cells. Over four months, all of our blood has been replaced by new cells. The cells in the outer skin layer are completely renewed every 10 to 30 days. White blood cells are replaced every 2 to 5 days. On the other end of things, your skeleton takes about 10 years. And unfortunately for us overweight people, fat cells also last about 10 years. But back to the quicker side of things. The growth of your hair and fingernails is an example of how quickly cells can regenerate. According to science, the average replication time is about seven years. That dust in your house, some of it's dead cell tissue from you and every other member in your household. If cells didn't replicate, you'd dissolve into oblivion. No one looks exactly the same as they did seven years ago. Why? Because of cell replication. From conception to eventual death. Let me repeat the words from conception. We are alive at conception. We meet the five criteria immediately. Not at six weeks when a heartbeat can be detected. To say that life can be defined as a detectable heartbeat or brain waves is wrong from a biological viewpoint. The, a heartbeat isn't life, it's a result of life. The same with brain waves. They aren't life, they're a result of life. Single celled organisms don't have a heartbeat or brain waves, but no biologist denies that they constitute life. And it gets more strange. Biologically, death isn't even the end of life. Many of our body cells continue to replicate for days afterwards. Only when they run out of an energy source does replication stop. So yes, it may be your body and it may be your life. But as with all human rights, they stop when it involves the intentional taking of another innocent human life. And that life begins at conceptions. Some abortions are medically necessary, but 99% of them are murders of convenience. I will always argue to protect innocent human life, especially for those who cannot speak for themselves. And ironically, I will also always argue for your right to disagree and say so. True freedom requires Discord. discourse. With that, I will close so I can start working on the next podcast. Till next time, you know the mantra, question authority, and always be free.
Thank you for listening to The Dakota Rustler Show, a production of D.L. Root. All rights reserved by D.L. Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information. 